watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Beheim! Wow, is that silencing a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Miss. Pop pass up the middle. Got Parker's it. got it. Room to run. 15-10. Hit, hit in. Gregory touchdown. The Bills make me wanna shout. Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. In go to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing in the mix. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On the Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7 ESPN Radio FM Herb wherever you are whatever you are doing ESPN app seen heard and everything in between ladies and gentlemen at the wonderful website on the internet they have the internet on computers now after all, QSportsTalk.com. Oh, what a thing. What a thing at QSportsTalk.com. You learn something new every day, right? Does Parents Weekend here in uh, central New York for Syracuse University students. This is the newfangled technology that these kids are learning up there at that new house school of communications and uh, throughout the mighty Syracuse University. Now, things like this. Let me blow your minds, kids. You know what? You know what your kids are learning about? With that tuition money you're you're forking out, mom and dad, you can watch a radio show. Whoa! How about that? That's worth the price of tuition alone. You can watch a radio show. It's possible in 2022. EQSportsTalk.com. You can chat on the internet with the person, that's me, you're watching on the radio show, on EQSportsTalk.com. Let me take it a step further, okay? As if you weren't confident in your decision to send your son or daughter here to Syracuse University, you're saying, what am I getting? What am I getting in return for such a thing that they're learning about in this world? Even doing, in some cases, on the New House at Night program that follows this one. Well, when the radio audience is in a commercial break, QSportsTalk.com is not. We keep the microphone on. We keep the camera on. It's an Internet-only broadcast. I'm not going to lie to you, Mom and Dad. This is college, after all. As the great philosopher chef from South Park once said, there is a time and a place for everything, children. It's called college. Sometimes things get a little saucy in that Internet-only chat that the QSportsTalk.com friends get. So it's all happening there at QSportsTalk.com. How's everybody doing? You ready for a football Friday? We'll uh, keep you updated on what's happening baseball-wise. Cleveland, two. Yankees, two. Bottom of the eighth. That is your current score from the Bronx. Remember, they got rained out last night, so early start today for the mighty guardians of Cleveland and your New York Yankees. We'll keep you updated on that throughout the afternoon. Uh, I do have uh, some sad news to start off the show. Uh, We will not be hearing from Eric Dungy today. Uh, Well, 
Sometimes that happens, kids. Eric's uh, coming back from a spectacular vacation, which I'm sure he'll tell us all about when he comes back on the show next week. Had some uh, travel, not travel issues. He was just going to be traveling at the time he was supposed to be on the show. So we'll miss Eric's insight on this uh, Syracuse NC State game. But remember, Eric's going to be doing post game on QSportsTalk.com, that magical website. After the game tomorrow, we'll certainly talk to Eric next week. So. We will not hear from Eric Dungy. We will hear from our fantasy expert, Brian Drake, later in the program from the Fantasy Football Hustle. Don't – now, there's no London games this week, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, boys, but it's those little things that when you listen to our fantasy segment with Brian Drake, you don't make that dumb mistake of forgetting to set your lineup, forgetting – to put in a running back for Alvin Kamara at 9.30 in the morning because there's a London game. Like, you're you're set. You're not sweating on Sunday. You are just feeling as cool as a cucumber, ready to go, because you listen on Fridays to the great Brian Drake, and he gives you all the insight you need. He better not even bother asking me today, Gabe Davis over-unders, because we know what the answer is, kids. Bang me over. We will talk uh, Bills Chiefs. We will pick that game along with the five other biggest games in both the National Football League and college football. That does not include Syracuse NC State, by the way. That's how big of a college football weekend it is. We're going to talk a lot about Syracuse NC State, so I'm not going to put that in the pick six. I'll give you the keys to the game. I'll pick the game. You, I mean, if you read the paper or Syracuse.com, you already know who I'm picking and what the score is. So I won't include that in the pick six, but there is some juicy games in college football this weekend. We don't shy away from the big games, baby. The pick six is all about the six biggest games in football, three from the National Football League, three from the world of college football. We'll preview it and discuss it later in the show. Oh, we got so much to get into. We'll listen into a few things Dino Baber said on his radio program last night and react to that. Thanks, Brent. You're welcome, Coach. And so much more, as we like to say in the business. And so much more. We start, though, of course, with this game, which when John Wildhack was in this very studio a few hours ago said there was less than 500 tickets left. And listen, let me just reiterate what I said yesterday. I would say it here. I, I'm not telling tales out of school here. If I was the one talking, this is not a criticism of Paulie and Steve by any stretch of the imagination. Maybe they brought it up. John Wildhack's across from me. I would say, John. Not that I would want to put you on the spot on the radio, but sometimes that's how you get things done. There's the power of the microphone. Buy the rest of the tickets and just give them away and ensure this is going to be a sellout. John's response to me would probably be like, have you seen how we're selling these things? We don't need to, right? So that would be a good touche, counterpoint to my point. But here's the thing, friends. There is less than 500 tickets left as of a couple hours ago in Wild Hack was here. This is going to be, as we've talked about throughout the week, but it's gotten bigger through the week. It's not like it's set. We know this is the deal. People keep buying tickets. NC State keeps giving back tickets. When you look at the ticket map, that's the visitor section that's got a lot of those blue dots that are available seats that are coming back. Syracuse is like, look, if you're not going to use them, these are going like hotcakes up here. We'd like to sell them. It's going to be the loudest the Dome has ever been. We have been well, well over this. Well, well over this, friends. So, as we start to look at the football game itself and keys to the game later, 
We'll listen to what Dino had to say. We've got a lot to break down when it comes to this football game, and your uh, commentary is certainly welcome throughout the show at that phone number and the chat we brought up earlier. I feel like Syracuse has to make a choice here. Now, this comes with the obvious caveat of how a football game goes, the ebb and flow of a football game. Football is a weird sport in that you spend all week game planning, you script the first 10, 15 plays, you do all this film watching, you do all this prep, you try and figure it out. You have six days, and in Syracuse's case, longer than that because they're coming off a bye week, to prepare for an opponent, and it can all go to hell in the first quarter. Right? It's kind of like how we do this radio show. You know, you prepare segments, you think, okay, we're going to talk about this here. I do it in the monologue every day. And we're talking about this here, and this guest is going to be here. It's all structured and it's organized, and everybody feels good. But when you're live on the radio for two hours, anything can happen. Something could break. Something could happen. And you just got to react. It's that preparation that pays off in that case, which is the same thing in football, right? You try and prepare yourself for any scenario that can come up, yet you don't want to overwhelm. You don't want to be thinking on the field. You want to be reacting. And I think the choice Syracuse has to make, and it's a tough one to make because we're talking about machismo here. We're talking about physicality. We're talking about mono e mono, good old fashioned flexing football stuff. But here's the choice they have to make. Do you think you're as physical as NC State? And if you're honest with yourself, and the answer to that is no then you have to find a way around that. Now, football's football. They're going to knock heads. I'm speaking primarily, by the way, of the offense versus the defense, the NC State defense versus the Syracuse offense, because the mob, the Syracuse defense, there is not a lack of physicality there. And the interesting thing in this game is both teams play the 3-3-5. You know, we talk so much about Tony White's 3-3-5 and how unique it is and the weapon that it brings to Syracuse and opposing offenses get up to the ball, and they're about to snap the ball, and what you see is you see pointing. You see what what is going on over there, right? And you're trying to adjust, and as we brought up a moment ago, the last thing you want to be doing on a football field, even though football is a thinking man's game, as much as we're about to talk about and do talk about, yes, football, hit people, physical, muscle, I will break you. That's football, but it's also a thinking man's game. It's a chess match. As Dino says often, this is chess, not checkers. I want to throw a stat at you here, and stats are not everything, as I've learned in football recently with certain coaches that rely way, way too much on analytics. But I think this is a significant stat that I think will determine how this football game goes. Because I feel like if Syracuse is going to win this game, they've got to get off to a head start. NC State's going to catch up because they are a team that grinds Not to say we won't see some big passes. We won't see Jack Chambers throwing the football. We won't see some razzle-dazzle. We won't see NC State try and spice some things up. That's just not who they are. There's actually a clip we're going to play from Dino Babers in the next segment that, that speaks to this. But I don't think you do that for four quarters. I think there are moments. There are drives. And and possessions will be gold for Syracuse in this game because I feel like NC State's going to try and keep the ball out of Garrett Trader's hands as much as possible, but here's how you counter that. And it comes from this stat. Now, I want you to keep in mind that Wagner is included in this, but it's also something that Syracuse thrives on, and if they are in the mentality of this is 
the confidence they build by doing this, then don't mess with it until you have to. Let me read you a couple stats here. Syracuse has had the ball to start the game in all five contests this season and has scored on its opening drive in four of those five games. We know the stat that Syracuse also is perfect in the red zone, scoring points. They get in the red zone, they're going to score. It's just that simple. The Orange have outscored their opponents 61-13 in the first quarter and have held the lead after the first quarter in four of five games this season. Let me give you one more here. Syracuse has shut out its last two opponents in the first half and owns a first-half margin of 112-23 to across all five games thus far. Now, again, there's always some wrinkles in the stats here. Remember, they were down 9-3 to to Purdue. That's one of the few games they have not started well, and that turned out to be the wildest fourth quarter you've ever seen. By staying in that game, as bad as they looked in that game to start by hanging in there in the fashion that they did. And they got a few gifts from Purdue in the fourth quarter penalty wise, let's be honest here, but it allowed them to compete in the fourth quarter. You're going to be out there whenever you get the ball first. I'm not saying you got to get the ball first, but if they do win the toss, I hope that Dino takes the ball and sets the tone because they're good at it. And this is when you have NC state on their heels before they have a chance to settle in. And the most obvious thing that comes from this, of course, is I have to continue to reiterate this, and it puts a smile on my face, that this is an advantage for Syracuse. 49,000 people. Particularly in the first quarter, about to lose their voice. And NC State feeling like, when did we you know, put our bench next to a jet engine? Syracuse is good at this, and one of the reasons they're good at this is they've been home so much in the first five games, now the sixth game of the season. I feel like this is going to be a critical component of this football game, that Syracuse jumps on NC State, That, and I don't even want to put a number on it, but 10 sounds about right. Get 10 points in the first quarter. Value your possessions. Be creative. Try and get the run established because I'm not counting Wagner, kids. Don't tell me Sean Tucker's back. I'll say Sean Tucker's back doing Sean Tucker things when Sean Tucker does it against a real football. No offense. Okay? 227 yards is pretty impressive. But do it against a real football team that you belong on the field with, the top 20 team in the country, not, you know, the JV football team that was here two weeks ago. Do it against a real football team. But they've got to get that back going. Win the first quarter, and you win the game. Because much like some things I referenced there and how things have gone in the fourth quarter, Virginia, Purdue, things get hairy in the second half. Adjustments start to be made. NC State gets comfortable. The crowd, I hope you just split all their eardrums for four quarters, but there are natural lulls that happen in a football game, especially if they're grinding down and getting four or five yards and all of a sudden it's a 10-play, 11-play, 12-play drive, I'd love for you to prove me wrong on that because the stamina of the Syracuse football fan this year has been excellent. It hasn't just been third down. They have been loud throughout games. You have got to use this weapon 
to your advantage as best as you can. And I don't just mean you, the fan, the football team has. They have to keep you engaged in that game at the high decibel level. Win the first quarter, you win this football game. Get some possessions, get some points, keep that confidence going in the first quarter. That'll allow you to bear down and hang in there when this thing gets nasty. And I think it's going to. I think everybody feels that way. And sometimes that scares me. Sometimes that's, you know, use the old go against theory. Well, if everybody thinks this, then it's going to go the other way. Now, I think everybody knows what they're dealing with here. Everybody took a sample and said, yep, that's chocolate ice cream, right? Don't overthink it. That's what kind of game this could be. Now, you always have to keep an open mind about what can happen during the organized chaos that a football game can be. But no matter what happens in this game, if Syracuse wins the first quarter, they're going to win this game. And that, my friends, is part of our discussion about Syracuse and NC State. Could be part of my keys to the game later. We will get to that later. We will continue to discuss this game. We will get your thoughts on this game. The chat is open at QSportsTalk.com. The phones are open at 437-7644. I want to hear what Dino Baber said last night on his radio program, live from Heritage Hill Brew House. Terrific spot to uh, do the Dino Baber show or any time, for that matter, and react to some of the things that he said about this game, about the crowd, about this team, about what they did during the bye week. And uh, it's always good to hear from the head coach, so we'll do that when we come back. Thanks, Brent. You're welcome, Coach. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. QSportsTalk.com, presented by the Wildcat Pizza Pub. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. You know, you hit the 80s bump sometimes, and um, and this is what you get. We had Rage Against the Machine in in the last last break, and now now we got this. It's always a little dicey when you hit that 80s bump, kids. Welcome back. You're on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. Take that one out of the 80s bump. Anyway, it's uh, Cleveland 4, Yankees 2, top of the 10th. The Guardians have scored again. If you want to go see Syracuse play NC State, a little football game at the JMA Wireless Dome tomorrow, and you, you said to yourself, I did not get tickets to that game, I would do that like immediately because there are now less than 200 tickets left, and they're going to be gone by the end of the night. So I feel pretty confident in saying, it's a sellout at the JMA Wireless Dome for Syracuse and NC State. And who would have saw that coming even a week ago? That is how quickly the buzz built on this thing when Syracuse got to 5-0 and and it became two ranked teams and maybe, just maybe, game day would come. But even if game day doesn't come, as we discovered, it would be the first team, uh, first game between ranked teams at the Dome in 20 years, first between top 20 teams since 1998 and all the reasons this game is popular and has sold tickets and is about to sell out. And there's a huge buzz in town about 
Parents weekend uh, is a factor. A lot of parents coming into town, feeling the juice, want to go see a big-time football game. The, the community is bought back in. The Fairweather 10,000 has bought back in. You know how rare it is to see a team undefeated this far down the road, and you want to say to yourself, I want to see that team. Go to 6-0 and and be a part of that before they go to Clemson next week for an even bigger game, frankly, than this game. But you might want to get on that if you didn't get your tickets yet, kids, because there are less than 200 left. For Syracuse, NC State, if you had told me a week ago this game would sell out, I would call you a crazy person. I think the crowd would be 45,000-ish. John Wildhack was in this studio earlier today on Orange Nation and said the same thing. This has gone beyond anybody's wildest dreams. And that puts what I like to call good pressure, good pressure on this football team. Good pressure on this football team. There's bad pressure. There's pressure that makes you nervous. There's pressure that throws you off your game. Now, maybe these players are feeling it a little bit more, but uh, certainly it should be on the NC State side of things that should be feeling it a little bit more. So football in the air. We mentioned Cleveland up on the Yankees 4-2. to two. Today uh, is also Orange Madness at the Dome. Big weekend as uh, basketball. Now, they had the event against uh, – not against, they had the uh, – we're coming for you, Rochester. Now they had not against. They had the event in Rochester last week. Orange Madness tonight for the men's team and the women's team. Media day activities uh, throughout the day. Uh, look, Jim Beheim's been pretty uh, clear through the week. I haven't seen anything coming out of media day yet today. As we've been uh, busy uh, in other areas, we got plenty of time to talk basketball, friends, because football is dominating the conversation as it should be. But I, to use the same term, like the good pressure that Jim Beheim put on this team. We're going to make the NCAA tournament. So I'm sure he expanded on that a little bit at media day today, and uh, we'll see what happens at Orange Madness tonight. It's a little sprinkle of hoops, but it is full focus, spotlight on the football team at what is about to be a sold-out JMA Wireless Dome for this game and the biggest crowd to watch a football game since the Clemson game that sold out three years ago, and that's the last sellout. The list of sellouts is not long in the history of the JMA Wireless Dome slash Carrier Dome, but add this one to the list. It's not officially official yet, but with less than 200 tickets left, like it's going to be a sellout when, at some point tonight or tomorrow before kickoff that they announce a sellout. Reminder that I will be with you at Shaughnessy's tomorrow. Starting at 1230, our pregame coverage, a great spot to come hang out. Beautiful day if you want to be outside. That's cool because we shut the street down in front of Shaughnessy's, and there's live music and cornhole and outdoor tables to sit and enjoy some beverages, many beverages. Getting ready. The guy is drunk. For Syracuse and NC State. I'll, I'll be with you until 2.30, then we'll kick it up to the quad for pregame coverage, and then after the game, Eric Dungy, Brian Higgins, post-game coverage right here on ESPN Syracuse and QSportsTalk.com. Full day of football coverage coming for you tomorrow. But why wait till then? What do you say we uh, wake up the voice guy here and give you the keys to the game now, right? Number one. Number one, and I will put it here in number one, and I brought it up earlier in the show, and I will say it once again here. Win the first quarter, win the game. Win the first quarter, win the game. I just mentioned the crowd and how that crowd is going to be off the charts loud with the new roof in the dome. 
The way that sound bounces off that roof is different. If you've been at games this year when there's only 33, 35, 37,000 people, it sounded louder, and that's a credit to the fans that have gone in, the, the, the real fans, if you will. But now you're going to have everybody in that place. Good mix of real fans, parents weekend, the Fairweather 10,000 that have come back. You have to use that to your advantage if you're Syracuse, and that goes both ways. The crowd needs to be into it on first, second, third, and fourth down, not just key plays, not just key third downs, right? But win the first quarter, win the game, is not only using the crowd to your advantage and the huge advantage it will be then, and we'll see how it sustains as the game goes along. Syracuse has been great in the first quarter this year, great in the first half this year, I understand that Wagner factors into these stats, but Syracuse has had the ball to start the game in all five contests, and they have scored on their opening drive in four of those five games. Syracuse has outscored their opponents 61-13 in the first quarter and have held the lead after the first quarter in four or five games this year. And to add to that, Syracuse has shut out its last two opponents in the first half and owns a first-half margin of 112-23. to across all five games thus far. Win the first quarter, win the game. And I'm going to say specifically the first quarter because I think NC State will start to settle in after that, start to run the football. I'd love to be wrong about this, of course, but win the first quarter, win the game. That is key number one. Number two. Key number two is get Tucker going against a real football team. I like the headspace he got back in against Wagner. 227 yards. When you have your offensive coordinator telling you, I don't agree with this philosophy, he should have never set foot on the field in the second half, but when you're to the point where you have your offensive coordinator telling you you are within range of a single-season rushing mark in the history of Syracuse, and hey, let's go for that. That's the kind of game he had, but that wasn't a real football team. That's empty calories, okay? You got to get Sean Tucker going against a real defense. Sean Tucker has hit the turf at the JMA Wireless Dome three times this year and not gotten up right away. Now, he has not had to leave a game, the Wagner game he did, because he should have never been out there anyway in the second half. Louisville, Virginia, Wagner. He has gone down and has had some sort of injury, and it appears to be a lower leg injury. I'm not Dr. Axe, but you you can kind of speculate the type of injuries that are painful enough that you can play through but don't keep you out. The old adage in football, are you hurt or are you injured? If you're hurt, you can play through it. If you're injured, i got to take you out. So I don't know if it's like a high ankle sprain type of thing or just pain tolerance. Like I said, I'm not Dr. Axe here. But NC State hits. They hit hard. They're the most physical team Syracuse is going to play. They embrace it. They lean into it. They set the tone by it. Sean Tucker's got to find a way. The offensive line has got to find a way to not only match the physicality of NC State, but stop getting dumb penalties. It's got to stop. The margin for error of penalties shrinks significantly against a team like NC State because they're going to want to play ball control because of how possessions become gold. Look, I asked Dino this earlier this week about penalties and even said, is there a certain number of penalties that you build in just knowing that that's how a football game is going to go? And he said, no, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to be reasonable and say, you're probably going to get about five penalties a game and you just kind of have to factor that in. But Syracuse literally has the highest penalty rate in college football. And I understand that 
Part of that number is skewed by the fact that they had 18 penalties in the first game against Louisville. 18 penalties, but it's not like it's gone down since then. They average 10 a game. That's the worst rate in college football. It cannot be the case for that offensive line against the mighty Wolfpack tomorrow. So I know that's almost like two keys in one, but getting Sean Tucker going will be relying on the offensive line, knocking off the nonsense. Number three. Mix it up. Aronde Gatson, I, I feel like that guy in the meme who's sitting at the table, NC State's going to stop you, prove me wrong, but I do think that NC State's going to do all that it can to take Aronde Gatson out of the picture. I think they're going to bump him. I think you, as best as you can spy a player like that, they're going to do it. They have terrific linebackers. We mentioned how physical the defense is. They have a safety that loves to cheat up, and that's kind of the spy you want to put on Gatson, right? Somebody like that doesn't mean others can't step up. What I mean by mix it up is more Devon Cooper, more Courtney Jackson, more Demarcus Adams. Use everybody. Now, Gatson gets open because Gatson just seems to get open a lot, no matter how much he pops on film for opposing teams game planning. Then all uh, power to you. Get him the football, let him do his thing, and get those yards after the catch he's so darn good at getting. But mix it up in terms of targets. Quarterbacks get favorites. They have first reads. As much as we say, yeah, this offense doesn't have a number one receiver. It, you know, it kind of does. His name's Aronde Gatson. Mix it up. Find more targets. And the perfect time to mix it up and look beyond your favorites is after a bye week when you've had time to think about it. Number four. Crowd control. Look, it's as simple as this. Not one of you that goes to this football game should walk out of this football game with a voice. Not one of you. I hope that local drugstores and grocery stores stocked up on lozenges. Am I saying that right? Lozenges, right? Cough drops, whatever. Spray, popsicles, whatever it is that you need tea that you need to nurse a sore throat and in this case it's not a sore throat because you're sick it's you can't talk when you see your friends and neighbors after the game and you come home you should be talking like this when you are at dinner saturday night after the game you will have to write down your order for the waiter or point at the menu this is what i want right here because you're talking like this. When you are at church Sunday morning, when I see you at Wegman Sunday morning, you're going to point at your throat and you're going to say, I can't, I went to the game, I can't talk. Crowd control. This could be, and I'm not trying to throw hyperbole out there, this could literally be the best home field advantage this football team's ever had because the decibel level is simply higher in that building due to the acoustics of the new roof. That's not to take anything away from 87 against Penn State and West Virginia and all the other great football games for the years. This one's just different. Crowd control. You can control how this game goes. And not just on third down, by the way. There are four downs in football. Every down. This is going to be you. Saturday night, Sunday morning. Can't talk. How are you, though? Can't talk. That's going to be you. Number five. Number five, as we've gone through the other four, make the penalties count. Now, hold on a second, Brent. 
Didn't you just say a few minutes ago that the offensive line has got to cut back on the penalties? Yes, I did. But I'm thinking about the defense. And I'm thinking about just the inevitability of, in a physical football game, something's going to happen. Make a count. Send a message. If they're, I'm not saying to go out there and hurt people. We do not advocate for that. But if it's going to get physical and there's going to be a little scrum, there's going to be some pushing and shoving afterwards, or there's a chance to pop somebody on the sideline, it's like, well, this is just going to turn into a penalty. Make it count. Send a message. Not only do you win the first quarter, win the game on offense, well, there's that defense too. Remember before the season when Deuce Chestnut said that this would be a top 10 defense in the country? And some people scoffed at that. Some people raised an eyebrow at that. I did not. And if I did, I was wrong. I don't remember scoffing at that. I remember liking the confidence that Deuce Chestnut had in tweeting that. Or he didn't tweet that. He was he was asked about it during training camp. But a tweet that went out as a result of that kind of went viral. To the point that in Syracuse's, uh, on Cuse.com, they do like a keys to the game top five thing. Kind of what we're doing right now. And they noted that, that the the naysayers, the naysayers doubted Deuce Chestnut there. Now, remember, Syracuse had a top 20 defense last year, but they're now in the top 10. And we told you how they're shutting people out in the first half and the mob mentality and everything this defense is, it's going to have such an opportunity to control the narrative because of Jack Chambers, a backup quarterback, MJ Morris, if he gets in there, a third string young quarterback in the game. Stopping the run. That's not a running back that's at 100% right now. So while defense will be key, and some of the things I brought up and maybe a few that I did not, make the penalties count. If you're going to get those penalties, send a message. Send a message that you may be the team that has the reputation to come in here and be the physical football team, but we're not just going to let you come in here and push us around either. Win the first quarter, win the game. Get Tucker going. Mix it up at wide receiver. Crowd control. Make the penalties count. Those are your keys to the game. Syracuse 26, NC State 23. They go to Clemson 6-0, and setting up an even bigger game than the one you're going to watch tomorrow. And on that note, we will break. When we come back, we will keep the football conversation going, but from a fantasy perspective, as our friend Brian Drake will join us, the pick six awaits as I pick these six biggest games in football, if you want to jump in on Syracuse and NC State, you know you can at 437-7644 in the chat as well at QSportsTalk.com. It's over in the Bronx. Cleveland 4, Yankees 2. We got a tied series going back to Cleveland. Cleveland 4, Yankees 2. That went to 10 innings, by the way. We're back after this. 